we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're taking over. Unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest Church. I'm in my year of acceleration, accelerated progress, accelerated faith. This year, all I do is win. In Jesus' name, Selah, remain standing. I want you to go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 and verse uh, 71. If you're watching on a digital campus, we're so glad that you're with us. And I'm super excited about everybody that's in here with us physically. Amen. There's some things that you can't experience through the stream. You got to experience them in the room. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 71. When you get it, say, I got it, Bishop. If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. I hope. Love is patient. Psalm 119, 71. Look what the psalmist says. It is good for me. Say again, because you missed it. It is good for me. Touch never say, it's good for me. It is good for me. Uh, you, 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 you're missing it. You, you, you're missing it. You, you're missing it. Say, it's good for me. I just need you to catch this. The song says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. It was good for my good. Look what the psalmist says. It's good for me. Touch the neighbor and say, do you really know what's good for you? Look at me. Most of us think that the stuff that's good for us is the stuff that's good. When you get a raise, when you get a car, when you get a job, when you get a new boo, and you booed up, and you this, that, and the other. But look at what the psalmist says. He says, it is good for me, watch this, that I have been afflicted. In other words, he says, it's good that I went through that storm, through I went through that trouble, I went through that pain, I went through that loss, I went through that grief, I went through that betrayal. He says, it's good for me that I have been afflicted. Watch the last part. So I can learn something. That I may learn your statutes. Look at me. In other words, he says, God, I was only able to follow the Bible because I first bled. I was only able to follow the word because of my wounds. I was only able to follow Jesus because I got jacked up. Somebody say, it's good for me that I was afflicted. And I just want you to tell your neighbor on your left and right what tonight's message title is. You already know it. But just tell them this and, and say it real encouraging. No, say, you need to bleed. That's the best thing to happen. Father, speak in this place tonight with clarity. I pray that tonight every prayer would be answered, that every word would be true. I pray that this word tonight would fall on the ears of those that aren't just hearers, but are doers of the word tonight. Speak tonight in Jesus' name. And after the word goes forth, show us signs, show us miracles, and show us wonders. In Jesus' name, everybody in the church said, amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want you to flip to this scripture because we're going to take a scalpel to it like a doctor would if they were operating on somebody to Mark chapter number five. Mark chapter number five. The psalmist said, it is good for me that I was afflicted that I might learn your statutes. In other words, he said, there was a disconnect between me learning to follow your word and me and, and, and me uh, 
doing well. He said, when I'm doing well, in essence, there is a disconnect from me learning. But when I go through something, it connects me to learning. In other words, he says, I didn't get it when you said it, but I got it when you showed it. Okay, you'll catch it in a minute. Sometimes God spends a lot of time talking to us and we're ignoring what's being said. Every time you come to church, God's speaking. Every time you listen to an archive message on YouTube or a podcast or a mobile app, God's speaking to you. But sometimes God can be speaking to you right smack dab in your face and you not hear it because you are so busy looking for something that you miss what's right in front of you. Have you ever lost your keys to only look that they were in your hand? Have you only lost your phone to only discover you were holding it the whole time? The reality is sometimes we're looking for something that's right there with us, but sometimes it's not enough to be said. It has to be shown. So the psalmist says, it's good for me that I was afflicted because it gave me the ability to learn your statutes. Statutes in the scripture mean your word. So he says, God, I wasn't hearing your word until I started hurting. I wasn't listening to wisdom until life made me weary. I wasn't listening to what was helping me until I started hurting. And there's a perfect example of this story in Mark chapter 5, verse number 22. We're going to take a scalpel to it. Let's go to work Wednesday. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and he said to him, uh, and he saw him, and he fell at his feet. What I like about this guy is he was one of the rulers of the synagogue. He was a leader, but he wasn't too proud to worship. I just want to throw this in here. Never think that you're so much somebody that you're too big to fall to your knees and worship. Never think that your little outfit is too important to where you can't fall and worship. Never think that your eyebrows are so on fleek that you cannot worship. Because I'm here to tell you, uh, at the end of the day, anything and everything that you have that's good, that's going for you, it was God that did it for you. That job was God. That business was God. That relationship is God. That house is God. Everything good you got going came from a name, and the name is Jesus. The man wasn't too proud to worship. And he voluntarily kneeled down before Jesus. And he begged him earnestly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her so she can be healed and she will live. Check it out. Jairus makes this declaration of faith and he said it before he saw it. Here's why this is significant. Jairus' daughter is 12 years old. But we're about to beat another woman who was dealing with an issue for 12 years. In this same passage of scripture, we got one girl who needs a new beginning at 12 and a grown woman who needs an ending at 12. What are you trying to say, Bishop? Sometimes you don't realize how much in common you have with the person that's right next to you because while you may need a new beginning, they need some stuff to end. While you may have an issue with a flow of blood, they may have an issue where the blood ain't flowing. Be a good church. So look at verse 24. So Jesus went to him and a great multitude followed him and they thronged him. So here it is. Jairus comes to Jesus. He falls down and he worships. And so Jesus is like, come on, man, let's go. I'm going to go heal your daughter. And while he's doing that, he's got this multitude that are following him and they're thronging him. They're going after him. And look at verse number 25. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Here's what I want you to see. Why did Jesus, watch this, have a flow of multitude around him, but none of those people got healed? It wasn't because he didn't want to heal. It's because he didn't see faith. Here's what has happened to many people. Is you are so used to figuring stuff out, you stop living by faith. You, you, you're so used to being in control of everything that you don't live by faith anymore. You live by this is what I can work. This is what I can control. This is what I can do. And so, and, and so he's got this multitude around him. But notice there's only J. Iris' daughter that we're paying attention to. And this woman that's got an issue of blood. Verse 25, a certain woman. It doesn't give her a name because that means anybody's name can be put there. So, fellas, don't think this is just talking about women. It's talking about anybody because a certain woman can be any woman or any man. Touch your name and say, it could be you right now. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for how long? 12 years. Now, here's what's interesting. Problems don't discriminate. What do you mean, Bishop? An unclean woman and a church leader had an issue at the same time. And neither one of them was on Jesus' agenda, but their faith put them there. Jairus said, you got a crowd around you, but one of none of those fools get down on their knees and worship you. They're trying to come at you like they're equal to you. I realize I'm not your equal. I am your subordinate. So let me kneel before you and my kneeling will be worship and my worship will be faith. 
watch, 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 watch. Problems don't discriminate. A church leader, a ruler of the synagogue, he's got a problem. And an unclean woman who's had an issue of blood for 12 years, she's got a problem. Which means, watch this, problems don't care if you're black, if you're white, if you're brown, yellow, polka dot, red, or other. Problems don't care if you're rich. Problems don't care if you're on your way to rich. Don't ever say you're broke. Life and death are in the power of tongue, and they that love it shall eat its fruit. Touch your neighbor and say, don't say you're broke again. No, they didn't really take it. Kind of talk to them like kind of rough, real. Just say, don't ever say you're broke again. Yeah, tell them, say, don't ever say you lack again. Yeah, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that eat it shall, uh, love it shall eat its fruit, which means my mouth controls my manifestation. My words control my world. So I got to make sure I'm speaking what God says about it, not just what somebody else said about it. What? Verse 26. And had suffered many things. Watch this. From many physicians. Check this out. The woman's issue isn't what made her suffer. What made her suffer is how she tried to fix her issue. If I help somebody. See, the issue isn't rejection that you went through. The issue is that you run to anybody now to be accepted by them because of rejection. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. The issue is not that you were abused as a child. The issue is now you're an abuser as an adult. The issue is not your issue. It's what you're doing to cope with and deal with your issue. You ain't the only one. I want to preach tonight. You're not the only one that's been rejected. You're not the only one that's been dropped. You're not the only one that's been let down. You're not the only one. The woman didn't suffer because of her problem. She suffered because of the folks she ran to to help her with her problem. Most of your suffering today ain't got nothing to do with your issue. It's because you went to somebody crazy to get help with your issue. You went to a crazy family member to get help. They crazy. Why are you asking the cursed folk how to be blessed? She suffered many things. She suffered many things from many physicians. She spent everything that she had. This means that the woman had something, but she lost it because of the issue. And who she went to to help her with the issue. I want to submit to you. Your problems aren't your problem. The people, places, things, and ideas you use as a fake physician, they are your problem. See, see. Heineken is. Don't look at me with that tone of face. See, you think you're going to drink the problem away. I'm not judging you, I'm just saying, it's a fake doctor. It doesn't have a license to help you out of it. In fact, it only is licensed to make you depressed. So then you come up and get prayer for being depressed, but you're the one that went to the fake de- doctor who only can make you depressed. Okay, y- 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 y'all don't want to say nothing. See, see, your issue isn't the issue. It's your fake doctor called porn. I'm not judging nobody. I'm just telling you, we got some fake doctors that we need to stop letting work on us. You got to have a license to call yourself doctor. Y'all ain't talking to me tonight. See, your issue isn't your issue. It's that you run to your family who doesn't even believe in God. So then when you run to them, they feel justified in saying, see, I don't know why you do that church stuff. I don't know why you do that God stuff because you coming to me for help. And God is like, they're a fake doctor. They don't have medicine. It's the fake doctor. That's your name. We got some fake doctors around here. See, your issue isn't the issue. Your issue is that you run to that girlfriend of yours who really don't want to see you happy in your marriage know how when things go wrong with Craig. That's the problem. That's the problem right there. It's fake doctors. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Somebody said, we got too many fake doctors. And look what she did. She spent everything that she had. This meant that the woman had something, but she lost it. And look at what the Bible says. She grew no better, but rather grew worse. Some of the relationships you're in are fake doctors. 
They are simply trying to anesthetize you from the reality of the hurt and pain from your prior situation. And now you're in a new situation and it's a fake doctor because you didn't get healed from the prior situation. So you brought your bleeding self into a new situation and now you're bleeding on them. But it, you're so happy. In fact, I'm so happy. Let me prove to the whole world how happy we really are. She grew worse. Maybe her fake doctor was food. Maybe it was white bread. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was dessert. Oh, I know your fake doctor, Starbucks. I'm just... Now, notice... None of those things, no, don't, don't, don't misunderstand the message. I'm not saying that's bad. So don't leave tonight and say, I can't, I can't drink Starbucks anymore. It's a fake doctor. What, what I'm saying is, is that when you're using it to try to fix an issue, it's a fake doctor. Many of us use lots of things to fix issues that are fake doctors. And how do I know it's a fake doctor? She grew no better. She grew worse. Some of you, your me time is a fake doctor. See, because y'all wouldn't really say nothing, so I had to stay right here. If you'll talk back to me, I'll move on. But since you ain't talking, I got to stay right here. I just need some me time. It's a fake doctor. Because when you get by yourself, you start talking crazy and saying crazy stuff and thinking crazy stuff and start driving real close to the edge of the reservoir. No, Lord, I just don't know. Get yourself up out of there. It's a fake doctor. It's a fake doctor. It's a fake doctor. Fake doctors. Say fake doctors. Fake doctors. Now, now check this out. While she literally has an issue of blood, can I preach now? Blood is a metaphor for life. So she's been having private issues that are causing her public problems. She had all of these unresolved issues in life that she can no longer ignore. So often we think that because we don't talk about something that it's resolved. But these issues keep keeping you from enjoying your life because you can become your own worst enemy and run away good things. A 12-year process is summed up in five verses, and her journey, her entire journey, isn't chronicled in the text. The woman has an issue of blood, uh, an issue of life for 378,432,000 seconds, 6,307,200 minutes, uh, 105,120 hours, 4,380 days, 144 months, 12 years, and it's summed up in five verses. It doesn't say her daily grind. Doesn't say how hard it was to just wake up. It doesn't say how difficult it was just to go through the routine of getting up and going through life. We don't know if the woman had kids. We don't know if the woman, we don't know any of those details. But five verses to sum up 12 years. And everybody knew she was unclean. So everyone sees her, come here series, fall forward, her failure. Everybody sees her failure. Because everywhere she goes as an unclean woman, she has to dress differently so everybody knows what's wrong with her. Can you imagine what this did to her self-esteem? Because everybody knows she's got an issue. Can you imagine what this was like at Thanksgiving? Because everybody knows she has an issue. Can you imagine what this was like at Christmas? Because everybody knows she has an issue. Can you imagine what this was like when she's trying to meet somebody new and she's got to tell them, I got an issue? Can you imagine what it was like trying to build friendships because people couldn't get too close to her because she had an issue? Could it be that there are certain people who you need to let get next to you, but you don't let get next to you because you have an issue? And your issue keeps good things away. The woman has an issue. Check this out. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what this did to her? It had to be a low place in life. And what's interesting is people with low self-esteem are either normally very prideful or they're very vulnerable to everything. They, they normally are extremists. People with low self-esteem normally are extremely arrogant and prideful or they're open and vulnerable to everything. See, people with low self-esteem, they'll buck just to buck to show that they can buck because they're trying to prove something to you and you don't even care. 
or they'll be open to everything. They're vulnerable. They got their nose open to everything. And so what's significant is, is this, is sometimes, sometimes the issues in your life are allowed to frustrate you to change. Because people change when they learn enough that they want to, or they hurt enough that they have to. So here it is. She needed to bleed because it forced her to concede. What's a concession? A surrender. The woman evidently had some stuff because she spent everything. So if she spent everything on fake doctors, then what that tells me is she had worked hard before that 12-year issue to build her life. Who in here, you've built your life, and now what you've built, you're looking at saying, mm, where the honest folk at? And here's the trip. In one area of life, no issues. In another area of life, bloody, just bloody. I mean, just a bloody mess, just blood everywhere. And the problem with blood is that blood stains and it's dirty. And watch this, sometimes blood even smells like hot sauce. <laughs> Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Look at verse 27. So when she heard about Jesus, faith comes by hearing. I, I want to just pause for the cause. What do you listen to most of the day? Because that's what you believe. Here's what somebody says, Bishop, I don't really listen to nothing. I just be thinking, oh, God. <laughs> You've been listening to you. You. <laughs> and, and the problem with listening to you is that you will simply repeat the logic that created your issue in the first place. You'll repeat the same stuff to you that got you in the issue. Are you hearing what I'm saying? She heard about Jesus. Touch your neighbor and say, what you listening to? She came behind them in the crowd. Check this out. Why did these two people get noticed and the multitude didn't? She came behind them. The scripture implies, especially when her touching the hem of his garment, you, some of you know the story. The scripture implies she was on her knees. She, she, was, she was at a low place. In other words, it was a posture of worship. Why did Jairus get noticed? He was in a posture of worship. Why hasn't your neighbor been noticed yet? They too proud to worship. Everybody lift your hands. No, no, I'm saying this is how Trump will be doing. You're like. And praise and worship. Come on, somebody get radical. And Jesus is like, you didn't do that at Summer Jam. Jesus is like, I saw you the other day when your song came on, iTunes radio in the car. And what's funny is that Wheezy's getting more praise than Jeezy. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You're more excited about his new album than you are about the album that's been sung over your life for 2,000 years. And God is saying... The reason I keep ignoring you is because you're too proud to worship. You, you're too proud. You, you, you too somebody. I'm somebody. I'm somebody. That worship stuff is for the young people. Bishop, it's such a blessing that all of the young people who come to the altar to worship Jesus at, at the Harvest Church. Oh, praise God. No, dude. Everybody in the church, give them glory. I'm not really the radical type. Watch. Watch. If if I said, there's a million dollars in Bitcoin on this phone and gave it to you, you probably wouldn't be like, praise the Lord. <laughs> you get your stank face. You'd be like, hold up, Bishop, give me the pass key though first. Give me the pass key first. <laughs> you would go wild. If tomorrow you got a call on your phone, is this Bob Jenkins? 
This is the publisher's clearinghouse. You want $1,000 a week for the rest of your life. You walk into your supervisor's office, look. I don't like her, her, her. Why did Jesus ignore the multitude? They were so busy trying to walk with him, they forgot that wasn't their posture. Their posture was to worship him. They were so busy trying to be deep that they didn't understand. He just wanted to see them weep. It was worship. Are, are you here, church? Check this out. And touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I'll be made well. Who said that? She did. Now, here's what you need to know. There were stories circulating around the region at this time that other people had been touching his garment and being healed. So the woman caught a rumor. And it's amazing because we'll listen to a whole lot of rumors about a whole lot of stuff. The woman heard a rumor that if you touch him, you'll be healed. So the woman says, well, I didn't see this firsthand. I don't know this firsthand, but I'm just going to decide that if it's working for somebody else, it'll work for me. So why you tell your praise report? Because if he did it for somebody else, he'll do it for you. Why are you telling us, Bishop, about somebody being healed from cancer? Because if he healed what they say can't be healed, then what can he do for you? I'm here to tell you, God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. She started encouraging herself, even after all this disappointment. And notice, she wasn't asking for money, material things, nor a man. She was asking for herself. Why are you asking God for stuff, but your spirit is broke? You want a new house, but you have a bad attitude. Ask him about your attitude first. Y'all you, 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 don't want to talk to me. You want to be blessed, but you don't handle business right. Why, why don't you ask him for that? Why are we so busy asking God to give us stuff from his hand when we don't look nothing like his face? Oh, just so you know, in the scripture when it says, uh, if my people who are called by name humble themselves and pray, seek my face. Face means attitude. So watch this. It's not like I'm trying to see the face of Jesus. That's weirdo. Okay, no. Face means his attitude. I'm seeking his attitude because that's what he looks like. She wasn't asking for that. Now, what did she lose? All of that. But what was she asking for? Heal my issue. Y'all missed it. She wasn't asking for fruit. She was asking, Lord, fix my root. Why? If you fix my root, the, the fruit will fix itself. And I just think there's some people in here tonight, as you're in this new spiritual year, and it's a year of fruitfulness and manifestation, don't get it twisted. Before he deals with our fruit, we need to ask him, Lord, help me with my roots. It's not recorded. I'm just about done. That she told other unclean people, uh, uh, she was going to see Jesus because, watch this, she was around people who had issues so they wouldn't have been able to encourage her because they didn't know a way out. Your neighbor talks too much. Chatty Caddy, Kathy, or Carl, and Chris, Chesapeake. Cool name. So my first son's going to be named King or Prince. I haven't decided. <laughs> and I'll probably name my same one, second one Chesapeake. As of tonight, it sounds good tonight. It's, 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 it's. And the Bible says, watch this. It's not, I'm joking on both names, by the way. Watch this. She needed to bleed because it forced her to believe. She tried everything else. She tried everybody else. And she's like, well, <laughs> I heard he healing folk when they touch his clothes. Because think about it. That's such an innocuous thing. Like, why not touch his hand? As a Hebrew, you know the power of, of the transference of anointings through the laying on of hands. So we don't know if the woman was a Hebrew or not, but she would have probably most likely known that. Why touch his garments? 
because she said if it's working for somebody else, it's working, maybe it'll work for me. So many times we want to have this special, unique deal with God, not realizing, well, listen, I need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough? You need a breakthrough. Well, he gave you one. What'd you do to get it? You worship? You gave? You serve? You pray? Well, <laughs> worship? <laughs> Give? <laughs> pray? <laughs> serve? Breakthrough. Sometimes we want this big, mysterious concoction of action. When the woman just said, tell me how you got here. Okay, cool. I'm going to try it. She needed to believe because it forced her to believe. I want to ask you this question. How many of us tonight, if we're honest, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, there's areas where the truth be told, you really don't believe him. You ain't going to raise your hand. Maybe else you won't raise your hand. If you raise your hand, you might get set free from it. When you're real, you can be healed. See, you believe him for, you know, the stuff you want to put in his inbox. But the other stuff, I got that. Thank you, Lord. No, that's yours over there, Jesus. This is mine. How many, if we're really honest, it's amazing because even when Jesus walked with his disciples for many years, what's significant is he said, I did this so you would believe. Here's my trip. How are you around this man for three and a half years and still didn't believe? Check it out. The same way we have. There's still things you know, Lord, I'm nervous. You know what nervous means? Oh, Lord, I'm worried. It really means I don't believe. You want to know what you sitting up stressed out? Eating bonbons? Nothing against bonbons. You want to know what that's really saying? Lord, I'm just so stressed. I don't believe you. That's what you're telling him. I don't believe you. You want to know every time, Lord, I'm just, I don't know how you're going to do it. <laughs> Created the universe, check. Created the world, check. Made the sun, check. Made Megalodon, check. <laughs> I know the numbers of your hair. That is hair 5,222,978,002. And I can't figure out your Comcast bill? <laughs> you don't believe me. You, you don't believe me. I can't figure out your family situation. Only one of them's crazy. You find the crazy one, put them out, and everything will be fine. It ain't that hard. When you get rid of the poison, then everything gets better. She needed to believe because it forced her to believe. Say, Lord, I believe. Say it like you mean it Wednesday because I'm just about done. Say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Somebody say, helps on the way, helps on the way. Yeah, every area in your life where you've not believed, I prophesy and speak it into your life that help's coming to help you believe. Help is coming to help you believe. There's nothing too hard for God, nothing too big for God. Somebody say, won't he do it? Verse 29, I got to finish. Immediately, 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 immediately. I don't like wasting time. I don't like waiting unnecessarily. I'm the kind of person where my Jamba Juice order gets called in because I don't want to wait in the line for everybody else to get theirs. <laughs> don't y'all say wow at me like that. Like, why y'all treat me so bad? I'm just joking, just joking. Because to me, that seven minutes I was in that line, I could have been handling something. So I just, I just, that's just me. That's just me. Don't, that's just me. That's the way I do life. That's the way I do life. That's just me. That's just me. I call in my burrito order. Have it ready when I get there. And give me a full scoop. I'm not taking food out of your child's mouth for you to give me a full scoop. Side message. <laughs> Say immediately. Twelve years is fixed with one touch. Twelve years is fixed with one touch. Twelve years is fixed with one touch. You're missing it. God, it's been so long. One touch. 
God has taken forever. One touch. Did Jesus lay his hands on her? No. She laid her hands on him. I want to preach like I want to. Some of y'all are so busy waiting on heaven to come down and do something for you. You need to start a fire down here on the earth and let that fire get towards heaven. And that's what your worship does for you. It starts a fire down here. So what's going down here touches him. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body she was healed of her affliction. Her skin may have still been bloody. Check it out. Watch this. But the source of the issue is dried up. Because our God doesn't just paint fruit. He fixes the root. And if you fix the root, the fruit auto-corrects. Here's the trip. Most people think, well, if I get this, if I get that, that'll fix my issue. But the truth is, is that your issue is why you can't have that. Most people say, if I got this, I'll be better. But your issue is why you can't have that. If I get this, I'd be better. Well, her issue is she was unclean, and the people, had they seen what she had on, somebody would have looked at it and said, "Mm -mm. you don't deserve to be around us because you have an issue. Had they seen her, tell me, have you seen her? Sometimes I'm going to shout myself right up out this building. You wonder why God keeps you under the radar. Shout yourself. You wonder why it seems like nobody sees and nobody's paying attention. It's because he's fixing your issues down here. So when you stand up, they'll never know you had an issue in the first place. Yeah, I'm going to shout myself. Don't you be mad because ain't nobody paying you attention and don't nobody know your name. He's dealing with your issues down here. So when you stand up, nobody will ever know the problem or the issue or the struggle or the problem that you have. He's getting your roots. He's getting your roots together down here. So when you stand up, you'll have big fruit. Here it is. She needed to bleed because it forced her to proceed. Hebrews 10.38. She's down on the floor. Everybody would know she had an issue had they seen her. Jesus kept her under the radar. And she had to keep proceeding. It's a multitude, so people are probably kicking her. And here's the deal. They're hurting her and didn't even know they were hurting her. (laughs) They're hurting her and didn't even know they were hurting her because... You know, they're kicking her and don't even know they're kicking her. They're putting their foot down on her and don't even know that they're doing it because they're so busy trying to do their thing, they're not paying attention that somebody's down there on the floor, which is why I'm so glad we got a Jesus that can multitask. I'm so glad we got a Jesus that if nobody else sees that you're down there, he sees that you're down there. If nobody else knows that you're hurting, he knows that you're hurting. If nobody else knows you're in pain, he knows that you're in pain. And here's what's significant because Hebrews 10.38, I got to finish, says this. It says, now the just, that's righteous, people in right standing with God. If you're a Christian, that's you. If you're not a Christian, I'm going to give you an opportunity about 2.3 minutes, 2.5 minutes. Now the just shall live. They check. Ooh, that's why you ain't living. Now the just shall live by their credit. Ooh. And the just shall live by their acumen. No. And the just shall live by faith. Watch this. But if anybody draws back, this is God talking, my soul has no pleasure in him. God's mind, thoughts, women, emotions. That's his soul. He says, if that woman would have started pressing and proceeding, and because somebody hurt her who didn't even know that they hurt her, and that's why she stopped, I'd be done. Not because I don't love her, but because I cannot allow my mind, thoughts, women, emotions to have pleasure and them that hold back. And them that draw back 
Imagine if she let that pain. I'm preaching myself happy, and the only reason I'm not running across this stage is because this jacket is hot. But I'm going to run anyhow. Watch. Watch. Sometimes people are hurting you and don't know it. But the test is, watch this, will you draw back? Because if you draw back, he says, I have no pleasure. I dare you to just speak faith to your neighbor, say, don't you dare draw back. Say it again, say, don't you dare draw back. Look at verse 30. I got to finish. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself the power going out of him, he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him. Notice she got her miracle through worship. What she do again? Said, well, if that's what worked to get me healed, that's what's going to work to keep me healed. She fell down before him and told him, check this out, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God. When, now, does the Bible tell you the truth? No. Here's what I love about God. There are some parts of your story God is going to be like, delete. 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 Because you're so worried about folk knowing God's going to delete. <laughs> Watch this. We know she had an issue and we know she had some stuff, but God doesn't go through telling you her story because that was none of your business. He says, Bible says, tells her the whole truth. Say the whole truth. And I'm about to close. Verse 34. And he said to her, daughter, what did she start out? Woman. Where is she now? Daughter, what was her issue? Identity. He, he, he says, he says, he says, look here now. And he said to her, daughter, your faith made you well. I didn't touch you. You touched me. And had you drew back, had you pulled back, some of you right now, there's a temptation. Of, you better not. Just push your neighbor on the shoulder and say, go. You, you, you better not. Touch, 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 uh, touch somebody else and say, push. Say, right about here, one big push is going to get you over the finish line. Ah. <laughs> What's the whole truth? Well, the Bible teaches us this, that the issue she had, is more than likely because she's not innocent. The scripture says in Leviticus that this type of issue would be the curse for certain types of behavior. So her issue, we can safely presume through deductive logic, was her fault. But even though it was her fault, it was his fix. See, some of us are like, well, I made my bed. I got to lay in it. And that's, that's a great point. You need to take responsibility. But here's what I love about Jesus. Even if you make that bed, sometimes grace and mercy will step in and say, you made a mess out of things, but let me come and clean it up. Let me come and work it out. Let me come and turn it around. Somebody shout, watch him fix it. Watch our issue of blood came from an identity issue and an acceptance issue. <laughs> How do you know that, Bishop? Because if, if you knew the behavior that was required for this type of issue to occur, it suggests to us that this woman, the reason she was so comfortable going to multiple doctors is because this woman was comfortable going to multiple men. Why did you tell us that part, Bishop? Because now we know why he calls her daughter. She shifts from just being a certain woman to a daughter. Because to be a daughter, you have to have a father. Father means life giver. She had an issue of blood, an issue of life. So what did she need? Father. What are you saying, Bishop? What really happened is that she got an order 
When she got in order, disorder had to leave her body. Some folk are, are out of order. God, Scripture says God gives you a man of God that feeds you with knowledge and understanding. Here's some people think, God, me, out of order. Here's some people, God, me, out of order. Here's some people, God, man of God, me, out of order. When she got in order, disorder had to leave. God never said, woman, your issue be stopped. She touched him, but what really touched him? Getting in order. What does he call getting in order? An act of faith. Why is it an act of faith? All she known her whole life is disorder, chaos, confusion. And here it is. Y'all ready for it? From this one thing, her social status changes immediately. Why? Because she can now throw off the garment that you have to wear when you're unclean. She didn't need that no more. So now when people see her, they're like, who's she? We never could recognize her before because she was covered by her issue. Certain opportunities couldn't recognize you because you were covered by your issue. Certain people with power couldn't notice you because when they saw you, they only saw your issue. But immediately, I said immediately, everything about her changed immediately. So here's the last point, and I'm done, church. She needed to bleed because it's how she became. You need to bleed. What did the psalmist say when we started? It was good that I was afflicted. It was good that I bled because I learned. It was good. Does it feel good while you're in it? Heck no. But is it making you good? Yes. Does it feel fun? Nah. But is it for your favor? Yes. There are areas in all of our lives where there's some bleeding going on. And here's our temptation. Lord, stop it. What did this woman do? Worship. Got in order. Disorder left. This is not for everybody, but for somebody. And even those of you watching on a digital campus, I want you to take 30 seconds. That's it. And I want you to worship God in a way you've never, listen to me, never, ever done before. So, what do you mean never, ever done before? With an intensity like you've never given before. With a fervor like you've never given before. Bishop, I, I, I just don't understand it. See, the weapons of our warfare aren't that carnival. They're mighty through God, but they're pulling down the strongholds. It doesn't make sense that a shout would get things in order, but it does. It doesn't make sense that worship would heal what's had you worried, but it does. Tonight, y'all ready? Tonight, I want you to just take 30 seconds and worship with an intensity and a fervor like you've never given God before. So we can set the stage for where we're headed on Sunday. Are you ready, church? Are you ready, Wednesday? I said, are you ready, Wednesday? Are you ready there on every digital campus? I'm going to count to three, give you 30 seconds, and then we're going to close this experience. One, I need some people that say, I declare that there's going to be some immediately's in my life. I'm not carrying this stuff. I'm not dealing with this stuff. Sunday's message said, give me the grace to prune. Give me the grace to cut. There's some stuff I need to cut off. Two, I just wonder if there's some people in this place that believe that God's got the power to take you from the head to the, uh, the tail to the head, from the bottom to the top, from zero to ten. Him. Three, open up your mouth and give it to him. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. 
And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. Ah. Feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. 